It is a Bruce Springsteen coming through with a dream, baby dream, requested by Willie out in the Stillfontein. Uh, joining me now uh, on the line is Adrian Harris, who's the CEO of Harvest Group Management and also uh, published author of the book Flying with Pride. And Adrian joins me quickly this morning to share with us what's on her reading list come 2022. Good morning to you, Adrian. Hey, morning. How are you, Bridget? I'm great, thank you. So I guess before we get to, uh, you know, your personal reading list for uh, 2022, uh, maybe let's uh, talk a little bit about Flying with Pride. Tell me a bit more about the book. Uh, Flying with Pride, um, at the moment, I'm actually calling it the book that refuses to be published. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's a history of the new South African flag, which is hilarious. Yes. Um... The, the things that happened there, for example, Nelson Mandela, uh, when he approved it, yeah. the interim flag, was in Rustenburg. So they faxed a copy through to him, but they, we didn't have uh, color fax machines in those days. Yes. So they got somebody to color in the flag uh-huh. in Rustenburg and show it to him for his approval. Oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> and there's, there's lots that people don't know. So hopefully this is the year that it's finally all going to come together. <laughs> it's just with COVID and everything. You know, yeah. It's so one of those. How long have you been on, on this project? I mean, if you're, we are now dubbing it the book that refuses to be published, uh, it implies that it's, it's been a, 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 in the works for a while. Oh, three years. Wowzer, that's a long time. Yeah, and to find all the information, and then unfortunately um, the designer of the flag passed away, mm. um, Fred Brownell, and um, of course, F.W. de Klerk has, and, mm. and there's so many people uh, um, who you can't track down anymore to interview, and that's why it's so important now. Yes. And, and I always try and tell people to remember that what happens today is tomorrow's history. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And I mean, I can imagine if you're writing a book about, you know, the democratic flag of South Africa, you also, in essence, are probably just tracking back the history of, you know, uh, South African flags through the ages before we even get to to the rainbow flag. By the way, does our flag have an official name? I was searching my mind to be like, does this? (laughs) No, it doesn't. And I think it's something that it should have. Yes. I I think that we should run a competition and... uh, People should come up with, with names for the flag, but it doesn't. So, oh, that's sad. Uh, you know, like the, the Union Jack. Yes, or, yes. In America, they've got all sorts of, I mean, they've got stars and stripes. They call it all glory. Yes. All sorts of things. Star spangled, um, what, 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 and yeah, everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at, at the moment, because we are kind of in a heightened political situation shall we say mm. I, I i didn't actually realize at the time it's been a huge learning curve for me mm. um how political and how important the flag is oh, as an abs- identity absolutely absolutely uh, you i don't know if you've laid your eyes on uh, there's actually a documentary on netflix um a very short but enlightening documentary uh, and one of the episodes speaks to flags and the south african flag is one of those that's featured uh, the history of how it came about uh, and, of course, it's, it's sort of polarizing 
uh, discourse when it initially came uh, and its significance and all the rest of it. I'm forgetting what it's called now, this uh, documentary series, but it's got a few episodes that chronicle uh, a few, you know, historical and social sort of times and periods and events. And it's it's quite enlightening. I'm sure if you just search that. Yeah, yeah, I I will. Thank you. I I must admit that a lot of the stuff I found... um, is actually not correct Yeah, um, yeah. in terms of uh, digging in the archives. But the one myth that I do want to set straight is that the colors do not have any specific meaning. Uh, you know, I think we, we, we all kind of just kind of surmise this or guess this over the years. Over the years, <laughs> finally, yes. Because I think uh, a lot of people are trying to attach <laughs> some kind of meaning to them, and then we all stumble with like, but what does the yellow it's, mean? It's <laughs> and the yellows with gold and no, but it could be the wheat or whatever. So, no, it doesn't. But, but uh, what Fred Brunel said is that um, he, people must assign their own meaning. The ah. only meaning to it for him is that it's actually a symbol of unification. Yes. And that's what the triangle is. Oh, lovely. That it's bringing a whole lot of different things. And and the little secret which he kept for a long time, mm-hmm. if you look at the flag, mm. it actually has every single color of the major political parties in South Africa. Yes, in yes, yes. This I figured out. And, and I didn't quite understand if there was a specific reasoning towards it. And I think when you are, uh, you know, a history student, you're also a little bit aware of flags, especially African flags yeah. and their significance. Um, so I didn't quite know, and I don't know, maybe he told you what was sort of his motivation towards that. Um, I just thought that it's part of the trends of the continent, especially when there's a unification that's happening that, you know, there tends to be a representation of all the major political players at that historical moment. It, it Well, in, in this case, yes, it was very much to try and create nation building, but it is also part of... And this is a great word for Sunday mornings uh-huh. if you're talking about pronunciation. Uh-huh. Vexillology. What now? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the study of flags. Uh-huh. Vexillology. And flags actually always reflect the history or try to. So, yes. for example, if you have a look at the old flag, in the middle, mm. you've got the flag of the UK, yes. the old flag of the Transvaal Republic, and the old flag of the... Uh, Orania Freistadt. Mm, mm. And then if you go further back, um, you know, so that there, there is a continuity. Yes. But the, the one thing that people always argue, they say, but you know, is the red now the British? You know, we had the Orania. Yes. And um, so this was always Fred's, he said, his flash of brilliance. If you actually have a look at the flag, it's not true red. It's what they call chili red. And it's a combination of orange and red. Aha! Very interesting. Okay, listen, I'm going we to hold, talk about this for hours. I'm going to hold thumbs for you, uh, Adrian, that this Thank book you. eventually hits our bookstores because <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I definitely think it's going to happen. <laughs> I hope so. I, worst, worst case scenario, it will it will be printed and filed with the National Library to preserve the history. Oh, lovely, lovely. Uh, that's a step, a step in the right direction. Yeah. So <laughs> as we 
enter 2022. I'm wondering what is on your reading list for this year? Um, what What is uh, tickling your mind and intriguing you, uh, whether it's on the bookstores already or something that you know because you're an insider that's in the pipelines and in the works that we must look forward to? I'm very much a person who, who reads according to my mindset uh-huh. and um, I read constantly yes I mean I've, I've been teased that you know if there's nothing to read I'll read the back of the cereal box <laughs> um, so it depends um, so the the heavier my workload in terms of research mm. or my studies mm. the lighter the book yes and then I then I go for um, the likes of Marion Keys Mm. Somehow in that in that genre of book, which is very unf- unfairly called chiclet because it isn't. Yes. The, the Irish the Irish women seem to have copyright on a certain sense of humour, mm-hmm. and and it's delightful. So I'm waiting with hope. She's unfortunately just brought up grown up, so I'm waiting with anticipation on that one. Mm. Um, and then also. Um, Another one is is uh, any any of the Dion Mayers. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. people haven't read them, they absolutely must. Um, I, I was initially a little bit um, reluctant. I have to confess. Okay. Because it felt I, I thought it was going to feel a bit too much like real life. Yes. You know we live we live this every day. Um, unfortunately, yes. you know, things like murders and whatever. But I'd always loved the, the British ones with Inspector Banks and, mm. um, you know, the Inspector Rebus of the British ones. And the Dion Mayer ones are brilliant. So yeah. he, he reflects the times that we were in and the age mm. and um, correctly and refers to them. But it doesn't have the political angst yes which is with all due respect you don't want if you're reading non if you're reading fiction absolutely you want to sit down with with a good entertaining book take your mind off whatever um and uh so so that is something i am also a a sucker for useless information (laughs) i just the important stuff i forget immediately the useless stuff is uh, sitting right up front. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good at trivial pursuits. I was about to say, you must be good at those uh, bar trivial game nights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hopefully they're going to start start again soon. <laughs> um, so there are people like Bill Bryson, who I'm devastated has announced he's never going to write another, another book he's done. He wrote... Uh, a book called A Short History of Nearly Everything. Okay. Which absolutely was. Yes. And I, I don't know who, he must have a massive research team. Mm. But his latest book is, is called The Body. Okay. A Guide for Occupants. Okay. And it, it literally goes through your the entire body. Oh. And um, explains things. So, so this actually is um, non-fiction. Yes. But it explains it in um, an entertaining way. So, mm. for example, he's got, got a little bit on um, penicillin. Yes. And, and a section on microbes. And he says, take a deep breath 
you probably suppose that you're filling your lungs with rich, life-giving oxygen. Actually, not really. 80% of the air you breathe is nitrogen. It's the most abundant element in the atmosphere, and it's vital to our existence. Um, but it doesn't interact with other elements. Uh-huh. And, then, and then he explains. And he yeah. says, when you take a breath, the nitrogen in the air goes into your lungs and straight back out again. Yes. Like an absent-minded shopper <laughs> who has wandered into the wrong store. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it is fabulous. I, I had to ration myself. And now, now I'm going back and I'm reading all of them again. Lovely. They, so he's got on, 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 Austra- on Aust- Australia, um, the UK, one of the books is called Notes from a, a Small Country, mm. and then Notes from a Big Island, and the, weird, weird things. I mean, I, I've just finished, um, which I, I found, a, a book he wrote on 1927. Nine- and you go, 1927? Uh-huh. Why? You know, yes. Um, 1929, yes, the stock market crash or whatever. And it starts with Charles Lindbergh in his transatlantic flight and Babe Ruth, the baseball player. Yes. But he, he finds the most incredible stories of who was doing what and how, and but in this lighthearted, really funny way. Um, so that that is... Um, and then another old one, and, and this, is, this was the nice thing about shutdown, mm. is that you had time to sort of wade through um, book, authors that you might not have thought of. Yes. And I found a guy called Stephen Clark, okay. who writes a very tongue-in-cheek series, um, which started with his first book, um, was uh, entitled Merit Actually. Uh-huh. So um, don't don't show it to any of your French friends because it's <laughs> very irreverent. But then he also wrote um, some nonfiction ones, um, the ones entitled "A Thousand Years of Annoying the French," mm. <laughs> and then how the French won Waterloo, or think they did. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so those, those are great. Um, I'm doing a lot of studying um, this year. Yes. I, the number of institutions that have put free courses online mm. is just fantastic. There's, there's a system called MOOC, yes. M-O-O-C. And um, during lockdown, and I'm, I'm in tourism development in the main, mm. um, so I haven't been traveling much, I have been absolutely gorging myself on these courses. Lovely. Which... You know, it's, it's great. And, I mean, there's, there's anything from you know, how to clean a house to, at the moment, I'm, I'm doing the chemistry of energy, for renewable energy. So wow. I mean, and, and, and they're by recognized universities, yes. a lot of them. Yes. So this one's the University of I- Illinois, and they will give you a certificate. If you ask for it, uh, it costs $50. And then they do a proper assessment of your final assignment. 
Adrian, your friends were completely correct. You would read everything, including the back of a cereal box. Um, but you have definitely given us so much food for thought this morning. Um, and I know a lot of people will be intrigued in picking up the Dion Mayers. Uh, you know, yes. thrillers and crimes uh, are such a, a big, big genre, especially in South yeah. Africa. A lot yeah. of people really love delving into it. And and I, I do agree with you as someone who's, who's also studying that a lot of times when you're reading academic text... The yeah. last thing you want to do in your leisure time is pick up heavy reading. You just want a sense of escapism yeah. um, and you yeah. want to delve yeah. into a different world that is, is outside of the yeah. norm. I've yeah. jotted down uh, like the five authors that you've mentioned to us. I'm going to run to my local bookstore. I've got the cutest little bookstore in my neighborhood um, oh, and, and ask them if they have any copies of the Bill Brinson because I want to get my hands on those. Oh, awesome. <laughs> in any of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I think he's got two academic books. The one is a comparison between um, English, English and American English Ooh. and how it happened. But it, it, that's quite academic. Yeah. But yeah. the travel ones, um, a short history of ev- nearly everything, um, 1927, there's one at home and explains how, how chairs came about. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Um, but bookstores, and I'm so glad you say that. I, I can't. I don't like e-readers. No, 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 no. Books no. you have to hold, you have to smell. It's yes. a surprise. It's just. It, it's an entire experience. There's even something about doing your little doggy ears. Jenny Cruz Williams and I used to talk about <laughs> doing little doggy yes. ears. <laughs> that drives me insane. I, I just, I just think that's an insult to the book. <laughs> And there are lots of these black magnet holders now. There but, really uh, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I really all, all writing in them. Yes, 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 yes. Little yes. notes, little crib notes. Yeah. Adrian, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Absolutely, my pleasure. Have a great Sunday. Thank and, you. Um, let's hope it's all going to be a good 2022 for all of us. Oh, I'm and, pretty and sure. maybe there will be a book on the flag coming out. There we go. <laughs> we hold thumbs. We hold thumbs. That was Adrian Harris, Thanks. who's the CEO of the Harvest Group Management. And of course, uh, we are holding thumbs for her book to be published, Flying with Pride, or as uh, she uh, so uh, cutely uh, dubbed it, the book that refuses to be published three years in. But I'm pretty sure 2022 might just be her year. It's it's uh, just gone 10 to 9 o'clock as we approach the final hour of the show. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we take the pressure off me and we put it squarely on the shoulders of uh, Twitter's favorite, Muruti. Uh, he's going to be joining us as our guest presenter, the first guest presenter of 2022. I'm talking about none other than one South Africa movement leader and founder, a former leader of the DA, Musi Maimani, is going to be joining me. Uh, and we're just going to catch up on life, family, politics, uh, faith, books, uh, and he's going to introduce us to uh, some of uh, his nearest and dearest as well. So maybe we get to know him in a slightly different angle this morning, a slightly more relaxed angle, uh, might I add. It is Just Said Breakfast.